Welcome to the Double Technical Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Lucas Fryman. And I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Uh, it, there's not too much to talk about on today's show. Just going to go ahead and admit that outright. Um, yeah, this is probably going to be a short one because we're, we're in this weird place where we're just in between... Uh, two exciting times, but March Madness is almost here. I'm very excited about that. Um, then we'll have the draft and NBA final. It, believe me, it's going to pick up. But hopefully, we're able to have Brian and Michael on the podcast for Friday, and then you know we'll we'll make sure to come up with some interesting topics and some funny things to go on and on about. But, as always, we like to start off the show with our local squads, and it is always brought to you by SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com or download the SeatGeek app and use code DOUBLETECHNICAL at checkout to get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Now, we're going to start today with, as always, Kentucky basketball. And when we last left off, uh, Kentucky had a game versus Mississippi State on Saturday. It was at Mississippi State, and um, it was scary close, guys. Uh, We were leading by 15 at half, and the wheels just fell off for Kentucky in the second half. We were just, honestly speaking, jacking up not smart shots, weren't playing very effective defense, and we allowed Mississippi State to close in by four we just could not find our rhythm from the three it felt like and then what didn't help matters is we started letting them get a little bit uh a rhythm from the three in the second half when you look at um leaning scores the the one player who i'm gonna say kind of did well even though i know he dropped 23 but PJ went uh, 23 points, three for three from the three-point line, uh, but he only had three rebounds, which that he's better than that. He should have been able to get more. Um, Ray Travis, he had eight points, eight boards. Uh, Higgins, eight points, nine assists, four rebounds. Johnson, 13 points, seven boards, no assists. Uh, Hero, 12 points, two rebounds, one assist. Um, EJ Montgomery had a decent game in terms of rebounding, but nobody on our bench had more than three points, which is not good. And ultimately, this game was just way closer than it should have been. And it's a little frustrating, but again, SEC play, we're on the road. You kind of take what you get. We still got to win, which is what ultimately matters. Just we're going to have to build on this as we look to go up against um, 21 overall LSU on Tuesday. Um, That's at 7 o'clock. Thankfully, it is in Rupp. Um, We have an 87.1% chance to win according to ESPN's Basketball Power Index. When you compare the two teams... LSU is a better score, but where we win in this matchup is, you know, because we're pretty much tied on everything except for steals. LSU 
has a lot more steals. They average about 10 steals per game compared to our six or seven. We keep our people to less scoring, and that's what we are going to need to capitalize on because, like I said, they score 83 points per game. We average about 78, but they give up 73. We um, usually give up about 65. Whoever executes best in that portion of the game is going to win. If LSU's offense is on fire and we cannot stop them, they are going to win this matchup. If our defense comes out and stifles them and they're not scoring the way that they used to or that they want to, then UK will definitely come out with the victory. It's going to be a tough game, but what helps us is that it is in Rupp Arena And I think that number five Kentucky takes down number 21 on Tuesday. But we'll have to wait and see. (laughs) And then we have uh, the game that everyone is definitely kind of peeking forward to. And that is uh, on Saturday against number one Tennessee. But we will talk about that on the Friday show, obviously. Switching gears, we're going to talk about NKU. Sorry if you just heard my pin click. Um. I talked about this matchup that they had on Saturday that it was very important and because it was Oakland. I mean, we lost to Oakland in December or January, whatever it was. And we just, we needed to make sure that we didn't drop two to them. And what's great is of course it was at home and we continued our winning streak as now it is 15 games at home, we won 79 to 64. Um, just an, uh, a a great continuation off of that Detroit Mercy game, like I was talking about. When we look at the stats, we limited them to 20% from three and 40% from the floor, uh, while we shot 47% from the floor and 26% from the three. Still not a great three point night. Uh, Drew McDonald did his thing, 21 points, 13 boards. Uh, Walton added another 15. Tate, 19. Sharp, 11. Uh, Robinson had seven off the bench. So uh, a lot of good things happening there. And it's a win. I mean, it's a home win, and that is what matters. We are still atop of the standings, which is key, because that that's how we're going to get in the tournament. Just the only thing right now is who is trailing right behind us, of course, Wright State, our rival. And who do we play next? Wright State. So it's uh, it's going to be a very, 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 very hard-fought battle. And this time, instead of it being NKU, it's going to be at Wright State. So we're not going to have the home field advantage um, and we just need to go out and execute. The good thing is, is this game is not until Friday. Uh, so we have a lot of time off. It's Friday night. Um, I'll probably talk about this just a little bit more in depth on the Friday show. But, you know, obviously we have beaten them before. This is going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, the previous game was as well. It's going to be a ton of defense. And it... <sighs> It's going to be tough, and I, I'm like I said, I'm going to talk more on it on Friday, but 
This is a game that we really need to get a win at because if we lose it, uh, then we've officially split with Wright State, which you know would tie us in the standings. Um, I think we would hold the tiebreaker depending on how this game goes. But then uh, the issue that you got to look out for is in third plate, UIC swept Wright State and um, we split with. So if for some reason, you know, because we are kind of coming down the end of the stretch of the season, if for some reason we ended up in a three-way tie, then we're in a really, really interesting place as to who gets in and who doesn't because, you know, you got to win this division to get into the tournament. And um, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Now on to the Bengals. Um, there's not really anything to talk about. We still have not hired a defensive coordinator. It is driving me nuts. Obviously, we you know, we won't hire somebody on the weekend, but I'm really hoping that somebody comes in and interviews and wants this freaking job and we hire them this week that I can talk about on Friday with Brian. It's been extremely frustrating that we have gone this long and do not have a competent defensive coordinator. We need to get that position filled. That is very important. And we still have a bunch of other smaller positions to, or you know spots to fill. I feel like we're dragging a little bit um, because we had to wait for Zach Taylor, and I feel like we missed out on a lot of really good potential candidates. And now we're picking up leftovers, and I do not like the idea of getting leftovers. Um, I'm just concerned. I'm, I'm, I'm just really concerned as to what our coaching staff is ultimately going to look like at the end of the day. Uh, obviously, we got some key people hired last week, and hopefully we reciprocate uh, this following week. But who knows? Uh, it, it, it's... Things have not gone as they were planned to go when Zach Taylor took the spot and then was supposed to start hiring. There's been a lot of hiccups, and that kind of worries me about where we're heading um, in terms of the coaching market as we got to start getting more desperate as we have more people reject us. So just something to keep an eye out on there. Um, another little side point, since we are in full-blown um, off-season, I was reading an article about what our uh what every team big move every team needs to make in the NFL offseason for the Bengals. Me and Brian have talked about this several times, but I wanted to reiterate it. Um they need to part ways with Fontes Perfect. Um the guy has not played a full season in many years, whether it's from injury or suspension. Um he has a lot of concussions, which is not good for his health or his safety. Um and he's just a liability anymore. He's not good enough. He, the money he makes is not worth having him on the field. Um, the Bengals need to, I think, just cut ties and release him because I don't think anybody in the league will actually want him. Um, and they need to move on and just just really overhaul this linebacking core with the draft and with potential free agents in the offseason. We have to have a better linebacking core next year to be successful in the defense. It, it's just that simple. We cannot be as bad as we were in the mid-level of our defense as we were last year, or we will continue to not be successful. That simple. But 
that uh that concludes everything that I want to talk about locally. Um, I'm not going to take a break since it is, like I said, it is so, this is going to be a very short episode. And again, I apologize. There's just not too much to talk about at this moment. But again, that was the local segment brought to you by SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com, download the SeatGeek app and use code double technical for $20 off your first ticket purchase. Now, NBA is what I want to briefly talk about before we wrap up today's short episode. Um, some of the news coming out is, you know, we had all those trades last week that we talked about. Um, Kevin Durant got snippy with the reporters telling him to grow up because of the the whole Knicks situation. And ultimately, I think that that was just childish of him. Like, dude, you you left for a week and were not responding to anybody in terms of the media all while Porzingis is being traded, all while this stuff is being speculated. And if you just would have came out during then and said, look, you're focused on this year, you're focused on the Warriors, you have nothing to do with the Knicks, then everything would have been dropped. But instead, you went quiet, you went to your cave, you got on a couple burner accounts, I'm pretty sure, and got salty and then came out and attacked everybody and told them to grow up while you need to grow up. You're a grown man. This is your job. You have to deal with the media. That is a part of this. You signed up for this. You got to keep pushing through. Like I don't like to hate on Kevin Durant because I'm one of the people who don't like judge him for going to the Warriors and, you know, respect him. And he is, you know, top two or three in the league, depending on how you're looking at it. And he, this is just the only thing that bothers me. He has to be better than this. You would not see LeBron saying or doing something like that. And that's because LeBron understands the nature of the beast. And it's, it sucks. And I know it's probably frustrating. I mean, it's probably something I couldn't even imagine because I've never had something like that. But you cannot tell the reporters to grow up and stuff when they are merely doing their job. Reporters, journalists, they cannot be limited because they're concerned about your feelings. They have a job to do. They have questions they have to ask. And you go out there and you give them a good enough answer, you know, or or, or a confident answer. And that's it. It's done. Then you just, anybody else who asks you, just tell them to look back at that quote and you're done with it. And I just, I think he could have handled that a little bit better. And it just kind of frustrated me. I know it frustrated a lot of other people. Um, it, you know, I, I agree that he just wants to go out there and play. And I understand that you want to focus on the Warriors and get this championship and then talk about offseason stuff in the offseason. Completely get it. But. You also got to remember this is part of the job. Speculation is part of it because you're not going to say anything, rightfully so. You got to roll with the punches and not just not act childish uh, in a press conference. That, that That's just my opinion. But uh, the other thing is, you know, my whole uh, conspiracy theory about how the Pelicans wanted... Um, vengeance <laughs> against the Lakers after the whole ordeal with Anthony Davis uh, magic actually came out and said that the Pelicans did not act in good faith. 
um, you know, he, he was quoted saying, we knew that basically at the end of the day, what happened happened. Um, and we knew that when we first started in terms of what happened, but Hey, it is what it is. Um, I'm trying to see what else, you know, he, the, the whole ordeal is that they, you know, didn't, the Pelicans felt like the Lakers tampered. Uh, because of LeBron, because of Paul, because of, you know, everything dealing with LeBron and the fact that he is friends with and owns the company that represents Anthony Davis. And LeBron wanted him there. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, when Anthony Davis was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to stay committed to the team and we'll talk about it in the offseason, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, he demanded a trade. And the Pelicans felt like that was part of LeBron. That was part of the Lakers organization. And that was a stronghold to twist their arm to give up Anthony Davis. And instead, the Pelicans found a way to get them, you know, to give them their best offers, which makes sense because they really wanted Anthony Davis. Um, but then they made it public every single time that they offered them something, what the offer was. And that is what magic is, um, upset about because, you know, he, he says that it's not going to change the way that they go after him, um, in free agency this off season. But, um, it still is frustrating that, here everything you kept offering kept getting leaked and really kind of hindered you and did a little bit of damage even though magic does say um that he talked to him individually and that they're all ready to go ahead and try to make the playoffs and you know they're they've moved on and all that uh, but these are young guys and no matter what that's going to stick in our head so I think that this affected the Lakers more so than they want to admit. I mean, they've lost some iffy games, and honestly, I don't know if I see the Lakers and LeBron James making the playoffs this year, which would be absolutely insane to think about. And uh, if they don't, the NFL is going to have a big rating issue, um, and the world just may collapse in on itself because the idea of a of a playoff without LeBron James is sickening to majority of basketball fans and it just shows how poor this team is compiled of these very talented young players but they just still have not found a way to be cohesive and uh, LeBron sadly has not been able to pull out the best of them like he's wanted to, which is why remember he signed a four year deal because he plans on getting the people in there that he knows that he can work with and, um, executing later rather than right now. He's, uh, completely okay with, I think, and not going to the playoffs this year, maybe resting himself and, um, getting ready to make a a try at three more and then probably end his career. So 
Yeah, it's going to be very interesting going forward as to what happens in the NBA, where everyone ends up at, but I'm just ready for it to uh, get a little bit further in the season um, and to where we can get really excited about everything. And But the good thing is, is again, we got the national uh, – the, the tournament, okay, for college basketball coming our way. So we'll have a lot of things to talk about there, talk about the NBA draft, talk about – the NFL draft. So all that is coming. Just we're at a little odd place right now where there's not too much to talk about. So that's everything that I wanted to talk to you guys about. I'm sorry again that this is a very, very short show, but um, just means you can get on with your day and we'll definitely come at you with a full length episode on Friday featuring Brian and Michael. So Um, I hope you all have a fantastic Monday and a great week, and I will talk to you all on Friday. Peace out.